0: 49 is deep in the heart like Joe Montana in the corner deep part here's and stiff arm going 99 don't get it twisted one and all with five time John Teller Jerry Rice down the sideline NTB greatest on the up all time groovy Walgreens Bill Bella check we all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget Hi guys welcome to another episode of the 49 affiliate Ukeshaw I'm Paul Hopf and tonight I'm joined by my good friends Lee Gowland Hi guys Gareth Ellis Hello. And last but not least, Najee Karar.
1: Hello, good evening.
0: Thanks for joining me, chaps. It does feel like it's been a while since we recorded, so we're back with a bang with a very special edition of the 49er Faithful UK show. As tonight, we're going to have a chat about travelling over to San Francisco. Now, as I've not been fortunate enough to make the journey yet, it felt only right for me to draft in a panel of experts, such <laughs> as you, fine gentlemen. No pressure there at all. Now, before we get started, I know Gareth posted in the group asking for any questions. So thank you to those people who have asked a question. Hopefully, you'll get the answers you were looking for from our panel of experts. And if you don't, I can only apologise in advance. Don't come at me on Twitter. Go after the experts. Now, before I hand over to the chaps, I did want to ask my panel of experts, Do any of you three have any plans to head over to a game this season? And if so, which ones are you going over to watch?
2: So ideally, yes. Ideally, I'd like to get over, um, going over the same time as I would normally go over, which is over Thanksgiving. Um, And the reason for that is, one, there's the turkey ball at out, which is fantastic, and uh, it gives me a chance to get back-to-back Home games in for the very first time while I've been over there, so it would be the Saints and the Dolphins game. Mm. At the moment, I don't think I can afford it, so it might be a last-minute decision whether or not I do have the uh, the cash to do that. Um, which means it's more than likely going to be a little bit more expensive than what it currently is. Um, but obviously, at the moment, I don't have the money, and I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to go this year either. Um, just. Obviously, I went to Vegas, uh, as you all know, um, and then I visit family. You know, after COVID, it's a little bit more important than uh, than. I. And I'm I'm going on holiday this Sunday, actually. So I think funds are running low to go over the uh, over there again. <laughs> the second time in the same year, I think difficult. What about you, Gareth? Yeah, not not for me this year.
3: I think it's it's definitely on the cards for uh, for next year, though. So. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. I think if, if there's no COVID and what have you, I would have made an attempt to go back. I think like Lee, sort of perhaps every second or third year would have been yeah. on my ideal world plan. But uh, you know, it, things happen, don't they? So uh, no plans this year, unfortunately. So uh, we will jealously look at all the photos from the uh, from Nine of Faithful UK. I think yeah. posted on the games.
0: Yeah. So the the reason I asked is for people on the group. I have seen posts. Um, Nick Ludlam, who's a good friend of the show, he's heading out for the Saints and Dolphins game. I have had a couple of people reach out to me and ask for me to put a post out on on Twitter about, you know, I'm going on this day. Is anybody else going? So that's the beauty of our community. Obviously, in the run-up to you going over to San Francisco, please do put a post in the group. Gareth has took the words out of my mouth. We want to see all your photos. Anybody heading over there this year, definitely take one of the flags if you can. And if you can get a photo, it would be <laughs> epic to get a representation at each game. Um, like Gareth and Nadji, it's not on the cards for me this year. Obviously, family of three girls. It's Tracy's 40th. I've already had the the, the warnings that it, it won't be happening for me. So it looks like my panel of experts, you are the lead expert, Lee.
2: All right. Fine. Fair enough. Um so so what's the first question then Paul what, what do you want us to, to answer
0: so in the group we did get a couple of questions I thought we would go for them first so the first question was from Neil Egerton Scott and he's asked where the best area to sit inside the stadium that isn't ridiculously expensive now I know someone did reach out on the post and answer yeah. his question but I did think It was a good one to start with because that's a lot of the questions that I'm getting on social media, Lee, is I've booked my flights, got my hotel, where do I sit at the the stadium? So I just thought I'd throw that one out there.
2: Yeah, so based off the last experience, which was 2019, so I've been out at Levi's four times now. And each time I've bought a seat in pretty much the same area, but that's because I've got friends in that area, so we, we want to sit next to them. But what I thought after 2019 was I wouldn't actually bother buying a seat ticket anymore. I'll get the standing only. Because what we ended up doing, both David and myself, we, we basically walked along the concourse backwards and forwards and kept in line with the line of scrimmage, talking to, talking to different people all the time. Um, it, it suited us. So, I mean, I think the standing tickets are, are something like $60. Yeah, whereas a, the, the cheapest seating yeah. tickets, even you're, you're $120, 130 dollars yeah. two times as yeah. much so to me i think next time i go out there that's what i'll be looking to do i'll be looking to get standing uh standing only tickets and just walk up and down the concourse because it suits me down the ground um for me you get the best view of the player because like i said you can keep up with line of scrimmage um we were never moved once uh, from standing there so up on the concourse. Um, Right before the seats, you have the disabled areas, which are basically taped off. Um, but we stood actually behind them. And we were talking to everybody that was uh, sat there in, in the wheelchairs. They didn't mind us being there. In, in fact, they were over the moon to speak to us as soon as they found out we were from uh, the UK. But yeah, we just kept on moving along. We we didn't bother anybody. We we weren't uh, loud or anything like that. And I think if you keep your nose clean and do that, nobody's bothered.
1: Yeah, it's a good tip if you want to go, uh, if if money is a bit of an issue and you don't mind being, standing up the whole game, uh, you move about and, and all that, it's, it's great. When I went, I um, so the trick I use is to go on the uh, NFL ticket exchange um, pretty much every day up to the game until I find something that either I'm comfortable with paying in terms of money and then obviously a different budget, different people are going to be different. You know, comfortable with different things, um, but you can get some real good deals. You know, especially on game day itself, um, depending on the game. You know, if if you're gonna go to go and see the biggest game of the of the of the season, it's gonna be very hard for you to buy tickets on the day. You're probably better off buying it as soon as possible. Uh, but when I went, uh, it was you know uh, <laughs> the. The dreadful blaine Gabber playing so there wasn't that many people in the stadium and I, I got myself a really good deal in the 300 section um where we got our own private bar we were away from pretty much everybody we had private toilets and everything it's like the the vip kind of vibe right, right mid section right on the line on the midline um it was really cool um and i, I didn't pay much but again that's at the time where we, we were really bad and there was no one in the stadium. So um, take that with a pinch of salt. Obviously, it's, it's changed a lot since we've had success. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's the the question is really funny. The, I think the only thing that's really going to annoy everyone is, is the weather, the sun, uh, because the stadium is in direct sunlight. Most of the stadium is in direct sunlight pretty much the entire game. Um, and there is a section where you can be in the shade sooner, depending on the time the game is, and if sun is going to be a problem for you, you're not going to enjoy sitting there uh, somebody replied this on the group, so go and read that, they know better than me I, I can't remember which section it is but uh, yeah, if, if the sun is going to you know burn your skin and you're not going to enjoy it go and sit in the shade, because it does especially if you go in September um, you, you will be baking in, in, <laughs> in the Californian sun and that's not necessarily fun if you're sitting there for three hours Uh, you know, so, so there's all these factors, I think, you know, ultimately just go and watch the game. Uh, If you've never been pick some somewhere you're comfortable paying with, Uh, you know, don't break the bank and then see if you enjoy it. And then you can move about the stadium. So, you know, especially before the game or after the game. Just go to another section and see what the fill looks like. You're like, oh, maybe it looks good from here. And the next time you go, choose there. And then, you know, it's it, it's not a one-time kind of thing. So, do that, I think, is is a good thing.
0: Gareth, I, I know you've been over. What's your experience similar to Lee and Maggi?
3: Yeah, I thought it was it was interesting to post about the uh, sun. I I yeah. went uh, to a Thursday night game, so uh, we had a wonderful sunset, and I thought, what a fantastic view! I hadn't even thought what it would be like—a sort of one p.m. kickoff uh, on mm. a blazing, blazing hot day. That was that was November. I uh, I I treated myself. I, I went for the two hundred block. My my slightly warped logic, of course, was that I was paying x amount for a flight and hotel and going over there and then thought well I don't want to skimp and have a an uncomfortable game um well I, I think I could book, book the ticket through the link off the 49ers website um and pick my ticket and then slowly as you scroll through getting towards the payment all of these various charges and taxes <laughs> start getting adding onto my uh, my ticket uh, and I was oh god um but I just I pressed go at the end of it but I think I ended up if I can admit to it, spending a little bit over $300 on the ticket. Silence.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> uh, at this point, Gareth Tracy is just about to uh, shepherd hook me off the pod. She, she's 300. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm joking. To be honest, Lee, that, one was, the, the, uh,
3: uh, that was a Niners Raiders game. So obviously, uh, tickets, you know, it was packed. Uh, I assume tickets were going to be in short supply. And yeah, if you look at the ticket prices, obviously, a sort of a. Uh, perhaps an underperforming East Coast team coming all the way to, to San Francisco um, has less appeal, whereas obviously the local uh, nature of the Oakland-San Francisco game um, yeah. I immediately meant I think they put $100 on basically every ticket because um, that wasn't anywhere near the top end of, of what I could have certainly paid for that particular game. <laughs> yeah. uh, out of interest, which section was it that you're in? Uh, it was 200 section in the corner, I think 223. Uh, great, me, great yeah. view. It was uh, uh, just on the the curving section uh, off the corner of the end zone. Uh, yeah, so yeah. A fantastic view. You know, you can hear all the uh, players' grunts and and audibles and and impact. So, uh, you know, I wanted that experience. I don't know if you get that all the way up in the in the gods in the in the four hundreds. Do you yeah, hear much no. of the
0: game? Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned that game, Gareth. I'm chuckling because we, we do these pods and we're in the group. That was Tracy's first game that she watched with me and she fell asleep <laughs> before the George Kittle one handed grab. Oh. And I remember leaving around the front room at stupid o'clock in the morning and she was like, I've scored a goal. I've score a <laughs> touchdown. I was like, George Kittle has just grabbed it one handed. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you, you'll get the grips for that. But one of the things, Lee, that I was going to talk about getting to the bay, but then I thought because people are from all over the uk i didn't know whether that was we were going to go down the rabbit hole which were quite good no no watch. not at
2: all because you do have lots of options of how to to well, yeah you, you've got one option <laughs> you fly there um, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you want to get there to it's see the book. game you fly there <laughs>
0: well, I, I had that in my notebook. Asked the chaps how to get there and i thought lee's gonna say paul you fly you stupid beep, beep. no so, no yes, not at, you at all
2: so obviously you, you, you can do the direct flights You you can do the call them boomerang flights. You can do those. Um, You can dib dab across uh, the US to make it cheap, but obviously that then increases the travel time. And what I tend to do, (laughs) because I'm lazy and I want everything to work like it should work and to be pretty much perfect, I'll only ever go with one or two two carriers, Um, British Airways, who who are expensive, but they are reassuringly expensive. Because generally, you get a very, very good flight with BA, you get looked after, um, and you don't have any problems. The other one would be um, KLM. Um, The reason I'll go KLM, because it's an easy flight across from Newcastle to Amsterdam, Amsterdam straight into SFO, um, and I can generally get some really well-timed flights. So leaving at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I get there at midday. So that day, that first day of travel, I actually still have a good 10 hours, where I can go around San Francisco and do stuff before I hit that wall, Um, knowing fine well I've actually been awake for 28, 30 hours. Um, So that's why I go for that, because I have done... When I went over to Vegas, I decided rather than go direct, because I wanted to save a couple hundred quid, um, I went Newcastle, Heathrow, Heathrow, LAX, LAX to Vegas, and it was an absolute nightmare. Um, I missed my connection in LAX and it just kind of set off the whole holiday in in the wrong way. And then on the way back, I went from Vegas to Phoenix, Phoenix to London, Heathrow, Heathrow up to Newcastle. Again, I missed my connection at Heathrow. So it it made things awkward and I promised myself that day, there's no way I'm doing that again. (laughs) So I'll either be going direct from Heathrow or I'll be going direct from Amsterdam. Because it's yeah. so
1: much easier. Yeah. Again, again, it's hard to give advice because it's very dependent on people's budget, and I don't want to be the guy to say, "Oh, you must fly straight there with this company because it's the best," and you know, pre- kind of pressure people into doing that. Just fly whatever you can, as long as you get there. That's that's what matters. Just if you can, you know, afford something cheaper, just go with that. You say that. We've got people from all over the place, but most flights that go to San Francisco will uh, usually, unless you're from London, uh, you'll usually fly to either Amsterdam, Paris, or Frankfurt or something like that and fly with, you know, Air France or KLM or whatever. So it doesn't, you know, it it kind of encompasses the whole of Europe. Um, yeah, I will say the big thing to me is Make sure if you have a layover, which means if you're changing flight in the States, give yourself plenty of time to go through custom, which can be long. I'm talking three, four hours. Um, so make sure you have plenty of time so you don't miss your connection. And then just know that, yeah, it's <laughs> it's an excruciating long day. Um, you know, it, it makes the day about 30 hours or so. And you have to go through custom when you get there. And then you have to get, to the city because the airport is not that that close. Um,
2: and if you're on a carrier, that gives you free alcohol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take yeah. <it> <laughs> yeah. Take it easy.
1: Yeah, take it easy because it's it's long. It's, you know, 14, 15 hours in there. Um, so, yeah, um, I would say that. But, again, you know, um, it's a wonderful city and it would be a shame to not go because, you, you you know, just if you can afford to go and find – you know cheap flight just go it doesn't matter ultimately just take a couple of days to recover extra and then uh, you'll be all right um we tend to go around christmas because we we tend to fly on christmas day if we can because it's the cheapest you can ever ever find within the season usually um and then we quite like it the, the weather when we get there it's you know nice and and not warm but it's it's just nice uh spending christmas in Kind of hot weather and california is nice so that's what we do um oh, that's what we did anyway um, back in the day now now that i've got a child it's going to be complicated to go to san francisco i think we're gonna wait a little bit for that one um but yeah uh that's that's my two advice just the, the first one is just go it doesn't matter how how you get there and then uh yeah fly christmas day it's great it's amazing there's no one in the airport it's amazing
3: yeah, I think that's a it's a good point about the the flying with with the games generally being on a on a Sunday. You can you can arrange to arrive at the back end of the week and have a couple of days before the game, or or you can arrive at the beginning of the week and and enjoy uh, looking at the city or, or somewhere a little bit further afield and then come back for the game. Uh, I I went on Virgin straight from from Heathrow and it was yeah excellent flight. They kept feeding me pretty much all the way on the way out there they just kept shoveling food uh at us um and had some good movies as i recall so i remember a good flight It was a it's a you know it's a daylight flight you're in daylight all the way and as lee said you arrive technically only a few hours after you've left london um, yeah. or, or anywhere <laughs> in europe so it, it is a long day and yeah don't think ah yeah. oh, I, I land at four o'clock i'll uh i'll be on my way to the hotel at five um particularly if you are at the back of the plane you're going to have a long queue through immigration yeah. um yeah. particularly if there's you know several um international right. flights perhaps yeah. arriving at the same time
2: so, um, so so something else that is flight or sort of flight related um, travel related to getting there. Um, once you get into uh, San Francisco, you do have options of how you can get down to downtown San Francisco. If, if that's where you are staying, um, you, yeah. you can jump on the uh, the BART and uh, yeah, get the, the train least. in there. Yeah. Um, it's quite cheap, um, depending yeah. on how many cases you have, uh, whether or not you, you are able to push those cases along. Then the BART is a good option. Um, you, ha- you can get a private taxi, which generally comes out about $45, um, which isn't too bad. Um, I don't think I've had an Uber before from San Francisco airport, but I have had a shuttle bus, an airport shuttle, um, which is basically shared with eight different people. And I think that only costs $17. But it, if you get on the shuttle bus, you have to wait until the shuttle bus is full before mm-hmm. the move away. Um, so you could be waiting a while and depend on where your hotel is in relation to everybody else, you might be asked last off as well. So it does take mm. you a while to get in there. But it is, a, it is a cheap option if you're trying to save money.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I like the BART. We've we, we always done the, you know Public transport's great in California. Um, use that. It's, it's amazing. You get pretty much anywhere.
2: Um, and for anybody that doesn't know, BART stands for Bay Area Rail Transport System. That's it.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I, I took the
3: BART from... Uh, San Francisco down to to Market Street Um, and you it's an underground train so there's got to be some stairs down to a basement level here at the airport I looked around and everything was pointing me upwards which was a bit unusual to find the underground station is actually on the top floor of the airport Um, (laughs) it does have that um, it certainly I enjoyed it was that the long ramp coming down from the airport from the third floor and the, the train pulls away and it's a little bit like being on a roller coaster when you hit that ramp (laughs) <laughs> and it, it accelerates, and uh you're, you're shooting along before you know it. So, yeah, I, I I thought the the bar was, I think it was about eight
1: dollars. I think. Yeah, if uh, it's probably a bit more now, but
3: yeah. And of course, you yeah. can you can use it for, uh, you know, uh, travel around the bay. Yeah. You are going
0: about. So yeah. as we always plan these shows, we never <laughs> go down a rabbit hole, and we we <laughs> I was just look and I was like, you've stole my thunder. The next question was where to stay obviously, we love the San Francisco 49ers. So, somebody who's possibly new to the team, league they may not understand that, obviously, the San Francisco 49ers play in Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. I know when my friends were on the Stag do in Vegas and they were looking to fly over to San Francisco for the Panthers game, they were confused by the two airports and they were confused that they actually ended up staying in downtown San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And when they came out of the game at the end, they totally underestimated, like, the queues for the public transport, even though it was good. Yeah. So my, my next question to my panel of experts were, you've got your tickets, you're flying out to San Francisco, where is best to
2: stay? So f- for me, it all depends on how long you're going to stay and what, mm, and what, what you your, objective, yeah, what, what your yeah. objectives are, what, what your plans are. So if you're only going to go out for the game and do what I did back in, um, back in the back end of 2013, um, so I flew out the Friday morning and flew home on the Monday morning, purely went out there for the game um, to be honest you're probably better off um, staying in Santa Clara staying somewhere around where the stadium is because that will make your game day experience so much better because mm-hmm. to get to uh, to get Levi Stadium from downtown San Francisco there's a couple of different ways you can actually use the BART go around mm-hmm. on the BART and then get another train down um, yep. so that's one option the other option is to get yourself to uh, the Caltrain station yep. on King Street I think it is um Fourth right and next Kings.
1: The, uh, the
2: Giant Stadium. Yeah, one block up one block up from the Giants. One or yeah. two blocks up from the Giant Stadium. So you can go there, but then that takes about two hours on a morning. Um, so you need to get to the Cal Train station for about eight o'clock in the morning. Um, I think it leaves about quarter past eight. It takes you down to Mountain View. And Mountain View you change, you get off and you get off onto the VTA That's rail. Right. Yeah, the VTA light, um, and then you eventually get to Levi's for about ten past ten, so it, it takes you about two hours, and it, it's a fairly monotonous journey, if yeah, I'm it's honest. Not right. No, so if you're only going out there for the game and that's it, or you might have like the Saturday up in San Francisco, then use the Caltrain to go to San Francisco and back, because yeah. you can get up early, go out, do all your stuff in San Francisco, come back late at night and it's not too bad and then game day you're pretty much smack bang there at the stadium um, if you've arranged any tailgating you can be there for like half eight quarter nine when everybody's setting up and starting drinking and eating um, so it just makes that game day a little bit more relaxed so you enjoy it a bit better um, but on the flip side of that if you do what me and David do and me and David tend to we're not just 49er fans we Giants fans we Warriors fans um, we absolutely love the city itself we, we love exploring the city finding new places to eat um, new places to drink which we do drink copious amounts um, and the fact that the pair of us are runners we always like to try different routes while we're out there um, basically so you have it on the Strava map but then you've also got the Marin Headlands which which we like to go and explore uh, and you could actually spend a full day in the Marin Headlands just walking around up there or over in Sausalito. so If you're going to stay in downtown San Francisco, my preferred area, and I think it's probably bordering on one of the more expensive areas, is Fisherman's Wharf because that's more a touristy area. Um, It feels a lot better. The first time I stayed, I stayed um, just off 5th and Howard at the Intercontinental, um, which is south of Market. And to be honest, if, if I'd gone one block further down towards where... Um, Oracle Stadium is, at Stadium, the baseball uh, ground, it starts to feel a little bit edgy as you go down that way. Um, and the same can be said as you come back up towards the Westfield Mall, over towards um, Union Square. If if you move up from 5th Street to 6th Street, it suddenly starts to feel very edgy again. <laughs> so there's, there's a particular area, that, this is a Tenderloin area, um, you can see it straight away. Um, Turk and Eddie. You look down those streets and you think, "Yeah, I, I don't want to be. I don't want to be walking down those streets." But it's clear. You, you can see that. You can see it's yeah. not an area where you'd want to go. So I decided then after that one, if I was to come back, I, I'd, I'd go somewhere more touristy. Um, obviously, it still has your problems down there, but it's it's not as bad. Plus it's it's lovely around there. fisherman's wharf is just so nice you get to see the golden gate bridge every night you get to see alcatraz you get to see the Bay bridge um over into p39 there's a lovely bar as you go in uh, the white Hawk bar and grill it's it's nice to sit around the open fire outside and and just have a quiet drink on a night um so yeah if if you're going to do san francisco the city i would say go to the fisherman's wharf area if you were going to do San Francisco or the city, but you maybe' only going to spend one or two days there, of course somewhere near Union Square because there's a loads of shops up there, there's a load of restaurants, lots of bars, um just be aware that you're not too far away from an area you don't want to be going into.
1: yeah, this is what I'm gonna say, obviously, it depends what you want. if you're just gonna go for a couple of days once you game, stay in Santa Clara, you'll save yourself quite a lot travel and and hustle and as you say like money and if you're planning on going to tailgating and all that and you want to be there early then definitely but i'm assuming people that are listening to this have never been to san francisco i'm probably going to spend some time there and yeah I, i think north of market street then you're probably safe it's kind of like north northeast of san francisco you want to stay um although you know around um the, the garden, the big botanical garden and Paradiso and all that. It's also very nice. Um, usually, hotels and in, in areas where you'll be fine. Um, and the best thing to do is when you get to reception is, is ask where not to go. Um, there is, you know, California is renowned for um, having a lot of um, homeless people and, and loads of drugs and stuff um there so there is areas where you absolutely do not want to go i remember the first time we went uh i can't remember i think we were on i can't remember which street we were on uh, basically the receptionist told us uh when you come out of the hotel do not ever under no circumstances, turn right because you end up in places you just don't want to be um as a tourist because you you know stick out like a sore phone um but yeah, you know, people are people are generally nice, and I've never had any issues uh, all the time that I was there. Um, I would say, you know, Ambarcadero um, um, and all the, the waterfront and all that is really nice, but it's also very touristy and it's very busy. So if you rather stay, you know, something a little bit somewhere a little bit quieter, um, you, you know, you can look a little bit more in towards the between Fisherman's Wharf and the um, the business district, which you can't really miss. Um, there's a bunch of hotels there, which is which are really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, stay in San Francisco. It's an amazing city. It's just such a lovely place to explore. Um, pop yourself somewhere in the middle and just go out and explore and just make sure you don't turn about corner and you'll be all right.
0: What about you, Gareth? I know you mentioned you were out for the Raiders game. So is your experience similar to...
3: Yeah, I think uh, certainly I, I stayed in a place that was basically right on the edge of Tenderloin. Uh, mm. and first, I arrived sort of 4 or 5 p.m., went to the hotel, didn't think too much of it. I went down onto Market Street and then I walked back just as it was getting dark about 8.30. And I thought, oh, if I go up one block and then one block over and then up one block and one block over, I'll uh, I'll I'll cut the corner off and have a much shorter route home. Uh, I never did that again after my uh experience as 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 Lee said there's a um, there's a quite a shocking difference between the yeah. sort of Market Street and the the shops and the uh, you know um, Chanel shops and then yeah you go a block over um and you, and you're in a very different world
2: yeah very so different.
3: That's certainly something that I perhaps wasn't what, naively wasn't perhaps expecting um uh but like yeah definitely if i if i go again I, I i will definitely save up the extra money i think and go for somewhere like fisherman's wharf because I, I stayed in quite a budget sort of place yeah. um and looking down the street there were a lot of even more budget places further further in but perhaps i uh probably not recommended maybe for for our faint-hearted uk travelers um but yeah Certainly, Fisherman's Wharf or, or Union Square would, would be the place I'd probably stay for a for a city visit, certainly. Yeah. i say it's accessible yeah. from there. Uh, as you've said the public transport, I use that all the time for five dollars a day. Um it was excellent. So um don't feel that if you think oh I'm a bit far away from some things, if you're quite happy to get to whips with public transport or or like you say, an Uber or a taxi or what have you, it's it's not that big a city, the sort of San Francisco no. Peninsula. It's it's not you know, daunting, or and getting across, and I certainly found the traffic, um, you know, was was quite non-existent um, yeah. compared to perhaps what I was expecting from a from a big city. Uh, certainly, nothing like London or, or or other uh, UK cities where everything's crammed in and it's wall-to-wall traffic. Uh, San Francisco is sort of quite open
1: yeah. uh, and yeah. easy to get around. this that's the one thing that I think people don't realise until you go. To America in general, I think it's the same everywhere is, you know, one street to another, you can have two very different worlds, you know, it's, this is one block, it's kind of hard to get to, to wrap your head around it until you've actually experienced it. And i seeing seen in, you know, go down either in a bus one way, because most of the streets are one way system over there. Um, and then you're coming back, you know, I remember when we went to the beach. One way was all the, you know, the postcard houses, all colored and with the pointy roof. And then, uh, you know, the block over was the way back and it was wasn't at all. It was all derelict and everything was boarded up and clearly wasn't the same world at all, even though it's literally a stone throw away. So, yeah, you just got to be careful. And it's a big city and there's a lot of people. So obviously there's a lot of everything. Um, But yeah. uh, when i went go back to the um transport I, I bought a pass i don't know if it still exists it's called city pass and it gave us access to a bunch of um attractions like alcatraz and blah blah, blah. but included now in was uh i think for the whole week we were there full transport use of transport every day and the uh the cable cars as well so we could just hop on hop off pretty much wherever we wanted at any point and we solely used the public transport system and it's really really good it goes pretty much everywhere you need it to be it runs quite often so you don't have to wait um and then uh, i would i would highly suggest to either as gareth said take a day pass or take a pass for the length you're here and then you don't have to worry about getting anywhere you can just show on either on the bus or on a cable car or on you know, anything that's available and, uh, and just enjoy the city faster, which is, which is because it, it's not big, but it's still quite big. <laughs> See, for someone who's not
0: been, I'm really torn between going out and just seeing a game and doing the game day experience and staying at Santa Clara Hotel, looking out on the Levi's, getting me photo like Neil Watson with me flag with Levi's <laughs> in the background, but then listening to you chaps about the experience of the city I know Tracy liked to explore when we went to Paris. We, we just wandered around and around. And similar to your stories, we ended up in parts two. Maybe we shouldn't be there. Now, Gary Thorpe Lee has asked a question which ties in with where we're going. So he's asked for the best option for a Levi-Oracle Park double up. So I, I assume he's looking to go out there and do what you said. You know, Giants game, 49ers game, Warriors game, Stanford game. So... Is there something like that where you can buy a pass or do you just have to buy single tickets for each event?
2: You have to buy single tickets for each event. Yeah, you can't buy a dual ticket for the football and the uh, baseball. No. Um, And if if he was going to go to the baseball and the football, I would definitely be staying in downtown San Francisco because whereas the football will be a set time, even if it goes to overtime, you know, it's going to be no more than one hour, the baseball can go on for hours and hours. (laughs) Because of course the extra innings and nobody scoring, you, you can literally see a game going six, seven hours.
0: See, yeah. As well, Najee, Um, that led me on to like back to going to Levi's. When I do make the journey over, I want to make the game day experience. I, I want to be there tailgating. I, yeah. I want to get every single minute out of that. So, have any of you three done the the full game day experience like the tailgating at Levi's? And oh, it? complicated is it easy to do
2: no it's fairly easy to do so i've done them both i've done both the official one which is the red zone rally and i've done uh what do you call it authentic tailgating and um, with people i know out there and to be honest the authentic tailgating is much better um it's a much more relaxed atmosphere red zone rally you're paying i think 80 85 dollars to get in there and um, <sighs> but then obviously everything's free after that yeah and you've got all your alcohol your food. Um, These are some alumni walking around. You have, I think it was 40 TV screens showing all the earlier games, the build up to that game, the the 49ers game. You've got the cheerleaders there. And and at the time, you had access to certain rides in um, Great America Park, which I have just found out yesterday is closing down. Um, so that won't be the case going forward, um, which begs the question whether or not that building is still going to be there because that building is actually part of um, Great America Park rather than Levi Stadium. Mm, and I think they rent that building from them. So it'll okay. be interesting to find out whether or not that will still be there. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would definitely say get in touch with somebody from um, California, somebody who lives out there, uh, and go tailgate with them. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, Lee, so... Our good friend of the show, John Chapman, he's doing the 49ers rush road trip. So I know there's a couple of the group going out to Chicago. So that's not obviously a home game for us. And I know that John's got plans to have a takeover event at every away game. So I was going to give John a cheeky plug because he's a fan of the show. sent sending the flag. So anyone going to an away game, hit John Chapman up on Twitter and hook up for the, the 49ers rush I think they call it the rush road trip or takeover, but Wayne Breezy John Chapman are, are your guys so the other I
1: just I just wanted to quickly come back. If if you intend on going to see all the sports um yeah it's definitely stay in the city because the uh, you know Chase Center is in the city and Oracle Park is in the city. But also try and time it so you um you know, in terms of schedule and and all that, you you've got plenty of time because it's you know all experience. You're going to see an NBA game is is takes your whole entire evening slash you know night kind of thing. And then uh, I'm not a baseball guy, but obviously it's a whole day kind of thing. And you don't want to be doing one one day, one the other, and not breathing in between. So you know, just make sure you have a look at the schedule and try and plan it so you got a bit of time to, to breathe and plan everything and enjoy yourself as well as all the sports but it's definitely doable I, I went to see a, a Warriors game and, and um, a Niners game and it was like two or three days apart and it was just yeah it's amazing you should definitely do it
0: So when you were there Gareth did, did mm-hmm. you do the, the tailgate because you said you went on, on a Thursday night so again for the uneducated who may not have been over um, like myself I guess the tailgating still exists on the Thursday night football.
3: Yeah, certainly. I uh, I was up a little bit later than I wanted and I didn't kind of catch a train that I wanted. So I, I got down there about two hours before the game and I kind of, I, I went in and I wanted to, you know, just have a wander around the stadium and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, unfortunately, I missed the tailgating experience. Um but, yeah, I, I, I would agree with Lee. It was something I very much wanted to experience and, and go and chat to some fans and and all that sort of stuff. But uh, my my laziness and inability to get up on time uh, cost me, I think, uh, a lot of opportunity. So I I settled down. I, I had a nice $10 beer um, and a $10 burger um, and just sort of soaked it all up for an hour or so before heading over to my seat.
0: Well so before I uh ask the last question in the group because it's kind of what happens after the game one thing that I'm very interested I think Lee touched upon it earlier I'm guessing when you're in the stadium you're experiencing the game when they find out you're from the UK
1: you're know, from the UK I'm guessing that goes down quite well bit other oh, fans yeah. You. oh yeah always uh, anyway even if you're you just go into the bar and watch a Sunday night game or whatever and people realise you're from the UK or anywhere else that's not San Francisco they're they're very nice and very chatty and you can meet a lot of really fun people um i mean it happened to us in vegas didn't Lee? it's just oh you guys are here from the uk and it's just constant as soon as they hear your your accent your twang or whatever um people are fascinated the fact that you come all that way just to watch football or enjoy their city it's kind of crazy to them but yeah and people every time i've been to america and everywhere even in florida when i you know, when we do the theme parks and all that. You just meet lovely people everywhere, bars, restaurant, industry, or wherever you are in the shops when you're asking things and stuff. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It feels great to be here. I mean, it's happened to me when I moved here, obviously. Uh, but it, it'll happen to everyone when they go over there. Yeah, people are very welcoming.
0: So, Matthew Johnson asked on the group that he's going out for the Saints game on November the 27th. He's staying downtown in San Jose, and he's asked for a suggestion for post-game dinner or drinks whilst the crowd clears before getting the light rail back to San Jose. And also, he's planning to visit the museum the Friday before. Now, I know you've put your vlog on our YouTube channel, haven't you, Lee, of Around the Museum. Will it be open the Friday before the game?
2: So, they keep on changing the times when it's open. I think you need to check (laughs) with that one. Yeah. Um, I think Friday is the day that it's open, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it used to be open every day and then decided to only open up on certain days. So, yeah, I think it's uh, the, the opening times or the opening hours are on the website, so, ju- so just check to make sure that it is definitely open. As far as where to get something to eat, so to be honest, um, when you're saying about staying down in um, Santa Clara next to the stadium, <laughs> There's not much there, <laughs> no, at all. There isn't. No. Very little at all. Um, so the, I would only stay there if I just go into the game and come home um, to get something to eat. You've got the steak and bourbon uh, pub, which is attached to the stadium. It's part of the stadium. I would imagine that would be absolutely rammed after the game. So I think, to be honest, I, th- I think your options are going to be quite limited. It's just going to be a case of you're going to have to suck it up, get in the transport. And get to somebody, get to somewhere, wait, and have some food.
1: I mean, I'm sure you can find somewhere. You know, San Jose and Santa Clara and all that. I mean, it's oh, yeah, such a big city. You'll find somewhere. Just I use um, um, what's it called? Uh, Travel Advisor. What's it called? Trip yeah, Advisor. Trip Advisor. Use that. You just search for things, read reviews. You know, when you're in a bit of downtown in a hotel room or something, pinpoint somewhere you might want to go. Um, you know, for, find yourself a brewery there's there's like millions over there now um, or, you know some some kind of independent restaurant or whatever it's Just you, you'll find somewhere around Santa Clara for sure it's just uh, you could find the worst place ever or the best place ever, it's really hard to say it's, it's massive, there's loads of people just a quick Google search usually helps <laughs>
0: That's it for the questions as such but I did have a couple of my own So those of you that know me, I'm always repping the 49ers. If i was got a cap, if i was got a hoodie on, is it something that's done over there? So if you go to San Francisco like myself, I would be covered head to toe in San Francisco stuff. Tracy would probably rage, but that's what I'd be doing. But would I stand out?
1: (laughs) No, you wouldn't. There's a lot of Niners gear. Yeah, it's a a lifestyle choice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, rather than the gold jackets and stuff. Yeah.
2: We touched upon the
0: Warriors earlier, Najee. Um, myself and Lee bought a, a curry jersey a few months ago. Don't profess to be the greatest Warriors fan, but if I went over, I, I would love to catch a game. And the sure. last question I've got for the three of you is it's not exactly cheap heading out to San Francisco. But do mm. any of you ever regret spending the money on going?
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs>
2: What, yeah. what i do regret is not spending the money and not coin.
3: to oh yeah yeah you regret the things you don't do don't you yeah yeah and,
2: absolutely.
3: you know you you can you know we can't cover up the fact that coming from the uk it's it's gonna be four or five hundred quid for a flight at least and and you're looking okay. at probably you know a hundred pound a night at least again yeah, in San Francisco, but I I did find that you know if you if you don't want a full sit down restaurant meal necessarily every night that that you can eat relatively cheaply. Um, yeah, you can. Yeah. So Sorry. so it, and and yeah, five dollars a day for for a day pass on the public transport. Yeah, you necessarily know, going to spend a lot on that. I did find it. There was kind of it was almost like thirty dollars everywhere. Like it was thirty dollars for Alcatraz. I think it was yeah. thirty dollars to go in. Uh, I think I went in the aquarium. And it kind of just sort of seemed everything was kind of about $30. Um, and, that, you know, that's not too bad for, for getting into things. But it's it's how much you want to pay. I think I I, I spent a day just kind of I, I walked down Market Street and up uh, along the seafront to Fisherman's Wharf uh, and back. I mean, it was a long walk, but it's just taking in the city and the bay. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you sense. know, that that was free.
1: Yeah. well yeah then, i mean i i did well, uh I went for chinatown and I count kind of stuff and it's, I went to japan town and yeah you, you can you can do it cheap and you can do it expensive if you want to the
0: reason I asked the question is Naji earlier urged you to travel and daughter Naji it's something on my list a disclaimer please spend what you can afford <laughs> uh, we're not advocating you to get into trouble but equally we are 49er fans and like you said Gareth it, it is expensive to go there is there yeah, any-
1: I, I'm I'm surprised you say it's cheap to eat over there. I when when we were there, maybe it's just where we tend to eat when when I went with my girlfriend. Um I California is very expensive, you know, the state tax is quite high. Um don't forget if you've never been to the states, prices don't have the tax on it. Uh you will be hit for that at the end, so it's it's always a little more than you expect. Um but yeah, I thought San Francisco was quite an expensive city too. To try and eat out, um, so that you know there's ways you can negate that. Uh, and I, I think the second time we went there, we purposely chose a hotel that served breakfast and kind can, of can was like included in the price, or not too expensive, so we could generally stuff ourselves uh, as much food as we could in the morning, and then you know rumble about the city in higher bags and that kind of stuff um, without. You know, just going to. I think we went to Costco actually and bought some bread and ham or something and had you know sandwich stash up in the uh, in a hotel fridge um, to try and like save a bit of money so we could go. You know, on the evening could go into a pub and not worry too much about. Oh, we've already spent mm-hmm. you know fifty dollars, sixty dollars on food today. Let's not. At least we could go and enjoy. It. A few pints and some nice food and not not just a burger or something. Um, but yeah, I mean you could do it. You could do it either way. I think, you know, Airbnb, you can find yourself that's got a kitchen, go to a CVS or something, do do a week shopping and you can definitely eat for cheap every night if you want to. Um so yeah. But uh, I mean in, in my opinion it's quite an expensive city and you know, I would put it on par with London price, uh, maybe even more. It might change now, obviously, but um, it's quite expensive.
2: Yeah, as far as prices are concerned, I've done an illustration before I came on. Um, so, so what I tend to do is I always tend to start looking at the start of April. Um, I, I get the whole package put together and um, broken down into each individual part, um, and then I keep on looking throughout the year to see if the prices change much, um, and. Even though the pound has basically crashed against the dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous now. Even though the pound has crashed against the dollar, it is actually £3.50 cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> now, let let me break that down a little bit further. So back in April, the flights were coming out at £654. Um, they're now £595.68. So I've got a, a £60 saving there. Yeah. The hotel was £784. This is for 12 nights. Actually, need to clarify this. The, the reason it's so cheap for me, so 12 nights for um, £784, anybody who listens probably is thinking, bloody hell, that's a fantastic price. How would you get that? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. That's not the actual price. That's half the price. Because I always go out with David Ellicott. and I mean, David, obviously, half the hotel. Because yeah. we get one room with two queen beds. And it makes it so there much more are. cost-effective to do it that way.
0: Yeah, i quite had mentioned we we're about to go through the roof there, asking you to book flights. Yeah. <laughs>
2: wow, <okay. laughs> so, so the hotel back in April was seven hundred and eighty-four. The hotel at the moment is now eight hundred and thirty-one fifty. So I've lost forty-five pound there. And then you start looking at uh, other prices. So the the ho- hotel, the hotel, the holiday in total. This was twelve nights. Came out at two thousand fifty-six pound. This includes flights over there, hotel. Game day ticket for Stanford against BYU. Game day ticket for the New Orleans Saints. It included return flights to Vegas, one night in Vegas Hotel, the Pac-12 Championship game day ticket, then the Dolphins game day ticket for the second back-to-back game. And it also included all the Caltrain... um, Fees to get up and down to Paolo Aldo, up and down to Santa Clara, um, and also the other transport fees for getting the likes of either an Uber or a taxi tuned from the airport. And it also included um, the clipper card. So you mentioned something called a city pass. I'd never actually heard of that, um, so I would to look into that. But I yeah. use what's called a clipper card. Um, I think it's about $42 for seven days, and they get you on all the different transport systems. Um, so that generally costs about $80 if, if you're going to be there for 12, 14 days. Um, but the public transport over there is fantastic. It so, still
1: exists. Yeah, I've just checked. It's, it still exists. It's very really good.
2: Yeah, I googled it earlier. I'm going to have another look, at a, a proper look, see what's included. So, I mean, that, that holiday there, I mean, I'm taking in... Technically, I'm taking in four games. So... Actually, no, I am taking four games. Technically, I'm taking five games because what I didn't mention was when I go out, I would go out the Wednesday before Thanksgiving so that we could go to Keysar Stadium on the Thursday and watch the Turkey Ball game. Um, The Turkey Ball game is the best two teams in the San Francisco high school system, and they face off on Thanksgiving at Keysar and call it the Turkey Ball. And as soon as that's finished, I generally end up across the road in the Keysar pub. Um, watching some of the earlier or the earlier game from the uh, Thanksgiving games.
1: Yep, nice. So
2: that's nice quite man. a lot included for that two thousand pound. Well, yeah,
1: well, it's not bad. It's not
2: bad at all.
0: I was, was going to say, like, I mean, I think some people tuning in. That that's very obviously detailed, which is great. I would say that we have tried to cover everyone's questions. This isn't a one size fits all. We have got the group. Okay. And um, obviously, anybody going out, please do hit us up on the group. That's what the group's there for. Um, do you, any of you three, have anything else you want to add about travelling to San Francisco? Or
2: so any- what I would say, again, it's, it's along the whole line of cost. Um, both me and Dave discussed it, um, I think it was a couple of years ago now, and we were talking about, obviously, it's expensive to go over there. And there's a 12-night holiday for £2,000. And then you need your food and drink on top of that and anything else that you want, your merch, stuff like that. So that could easily end up being £3,000 if you spent there. Uh, And we did mention about doing what I did back in 2013, getting a flight Friday morning and come back Monday. So then you only have three nights hotel. Um, And we worked that out. So the the hotel had basically gone down to, I think it was uh, £150 each for the three nights. 'Cause obviously we were sharing. So that drastically reduced all that cost. Um, but then the flights were the same price.
1: Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. in some
2: cases, the flights were more expensive because you're going on a Friday and you come back on the Monday. Yeah. So we we ended up look um pricing all this up and it was going to cost 13, 1400 pounds to go and see one game. We literally have one gear one day in the city to do whatever we wanted, which is the Saturday. And then that was it. And then we'd have all of our food and drink on top of that. So it was still going to cost us somewhere in the region of £1,700, £1,800. We said, well, that's for like three nights. We can get 12 nights for £300 more. Yeah. We'd be daft not to do that.
0: So I did touch upon earlier, Lee has put some great vlogs on the 49er FFL UK YouTube channel. So please do go check them out. I know they were from a couple of years ago now, weren't they, Lee? Um
2: yeah, 20, plans- 2017 and 2019, and apparently the music's not to everybody's taste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, any plans to update them when, when you go on this year? Because I know at every pod we, we promote the 49er for UK YouTube show. Is there any plans to update them, or would you like people to submit anything that you could put on there? Because you know, there seems to be, since you guys went to Vegas, and obviously since the 49ers took over the international market, 49er for UK has gone from strength to strength. Um, and I just wondered whether you had any plans to update the stuff on there.
2: So so if I was to go out this year, then I think I would undoubtedly take the GoPro out. Uh, I, to be honest, I'll probably use my phone, get get a gimbal for my phone and use that instead. And I'll probably vlog it again. Um, because it does actually add to the experience because it makes you think a lot more about your surroundings, where you're at, what you're doing and um, why you're doing it, what, what the quality is like. Um, whereas if you were to just, Go out there and go off the floor. Um, I think some things will might will possibly pass over you. Uh, and a good example of that was back in back in twenty nineteen when uh, the the last vlog I did and uh, David and I went to the Stinking Rose. Had we just gone in there, and just had a meal? That's all it would have been. We'd have gone in there. We'd had a, we'd have had a meal. We'd have both agreed. Yeah, that was lovely. That had a few pints and that's it. Off you go. But the whole thing about vlogging it we're actually taking our time to think well what is this like would everybody like this What 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 does it t- i mean we we had the garlic ice cream and you, you'll see from my reaction on the video <laughs> even though i said oh yeah yeah this is nice you can see on my face i'm thinking i'm not too sure about this <laughs> but it does make you think about those things and to me that added to the quality of the whole the whole break and i'd recommend it to anybody I never, ever expected uh, me to be walking down the street with a camera in front of me face, talking into a camera with nobody else around us, because I always thought, well, I feel a bit of a tit doing that. And to be honest, I didn't. And I don't know if it's just San Francisco. It just kind of felt right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's strange. If I do go out there, I think I will definitely do another vlog, because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy sitting at the uh, computer after d- doing all the editing. Um, back in 2019... I didn't make the same mistake as what I did in 2017. So 2017 was the first time I did the vlog. And basically what I was doing is at the end of the day, we, we sat in the room at 11, 11 o'clock, midnight, having a couple of beers. I'm on, my, um, I, I'm on my iPad and I'm editing this video. I'm doing like a, a, a short, which I then posted in the group at the end of each day. So it was current at the end of each day. I was actually out there. Um, and what I found is... and. To be honest, it was David that mentioned it to us and we were getting towards the end of the week and he says, look, you're going to have to stop doing that because you are absolutely shattered. You're up until like half three, four o'clock in the morning and then you're getting maybe two hours sleep and we went out again. I can see you're ready to hit a wall. Um, So I didn't make that mistake in 2019. I just thought, you know what, I'll leave until I get home and then I'll do them.
0: Yeah, so it might surprise people listening. For myself who loves my social media, I think when I do get out there, Lee, I take a couple of photos, but I want to enjoy the experience uh, of the game day and, and my surroundings. Um, I just wanted to say, obviously, this is a slightly longer episode than I normally record, but some of the nuggets of information you've dropped have been invaluable. I'm sat here making notes myself, so <laughs> I do, free. Because honestly, every time you listen to somebody's stories who's been out over there, it, it definitely makes you want to go out. And um, I think, Lee, you've been asked before, why we don't do our own trips. And I think it would be safe for me to say to your friend, anybody who wants your help, you're more than happy to help them. But, Without a
2: shadow of a doubt. And, uh, and to answer that question, the reason we don't do it is because it's incredibly complex trying to get um, a number of people who are all dispersed throughout the country organised to go out at exactly the same time um, and get all the different travel organised. Because obviously, if I was to do that, then I'd only be able to organise the travel from a central Point, which would more than likely be Heathrow. And everybody else would have to make their own way down there. Yeah. I could possibly do that, but to be honest, um, the experience I've had in the past um, when, when I've done other stuff where it's required people to give me money um, to be able to do it, it hasn't been as um, fluid. The whole process hasn't been as fluid as I would like. It's a lot of stress involved. I think if we were to do a group thing, the easiest thing to do is say, look, these are the dates we're going out. These are the games we're going to. Let's all agree that we'll meet on day X, Y or Z. That's where we'll have our meetup out in Santa Clara. And if you want to meet up in the city while we're there, fantastic. I'm up for that. Don't mind doing that, and I know a lot of people would be up there for that and enjoying the city together with other people from the UK who are all 49er fans. But that's not a problem, and that would be very easy to do because all you have to do then is coordinate which game everybody's going to go out and see. And it's well, up to people to to work out where they want to go.
0: That's why I asked the question, because we have got a great community. But we've got a great social media presence. As you saw when you two were out in Vegas, you know people knew you were there anybody wanted to meet you in Vegas, they could have dropped me a message. I could have passed it on to you. But I mean, like I said, it's flown by that. I think what we're we at now approaching an hour. Obviously we could go on for another hour talking about a city. It's so, fantastic. So what, uh,
2: so what I was going to say, Paul is you, you're right. I, I don't think, I think we've only just scratched the surface of the UK experience about being out there, stuff you can do in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and, other things that you experience while you're actually at the stadium as well. So I think what we'll do is we'll definitely have another pod where we'll continue the UK flavour of going out there. But then I think we're also going to do pod where we're going to bring in some of the local people from San Francisco so they can give us their opinion. Hopefully they'll have listened to this and they'll be able to turn around and say, well, actually, you shouldn't have done that or you shouldn't have done this. You could have done that better, this better. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, and then they can give us the, the opinion from that perspective, um, obviously the whole objective of this pod was to do it from a British perspective. Um, so I'm open to having another couple of pods if it takes another couple of pods. So we can actually tell people about some of the experiences, that the likes of Alcatraz, how to do that, the likes of the b to Bay Bridge Cruise, how to do that, going into Sausalito, getting the ferry across there, going to some of the places like Steiner Street, Mrs. Doubtfire's... um filming location, um, the Disney Family Museum, the Star Wars uh, Museum, that's there, Um, going down to Chrissy Fields, the Presidio, um, what else is the Marin Headlands, you've got Muir Woods, you've got Yosemite, you've got a million different things which we haven't even talked about, about being in the city. So I I think it would be good to definitely have at least one more pod. I will probably say we're going to have another two or three. Just Mm -hmm. talking about stuff to definitely do while you're out there. Um and could do. Or that... we
1: could talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, if you prefer. Yeah,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> Jimmy who?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, one you
0: should mention that someone did ask the question and Gareth handled it really well. So I won't spoil it. Go, go look at Gareth's response. But you, you're right, Lee. I mean, the 49 FA for UK community has got massive. We're in the off-season. I must admit, planning for tonight, I had a few questions wrote and I thought, oh, are we, are we really going to get enough content and we've had a bit of a break which i think was needed we're back with a bang and like you said with with the community we've got lee anyone wants to reach out continue this conversation on facebook twitter instagram we're more than happy to do that are there any public service announcements at this point lee gareth or are we about up to date at the moment
2: where- um, so as far as public service announcements is concerned um, obviously we're looking to have a meet-up on the uh, the opening game of the season um, against the Bears. Originally, that was going to be Birmingham, but it's not now. Um, the There are some plans it, it happening in the background where we, we're definitely going to have a meet-up. We don't know the location of the venue yet. We have a good idea, but we don't want to disclose that yet. Um, what I would say is it's definitely going to be something that you want to attend, whether or not you've been to a previous meetup or not. Again, I can't tell you why, (laughs) (laughs) but it's definitely going to be something you'll want to attend. And if you've got families um, who are interested in the NFL, it'll be something that you can bring them to as well. Um, And I think that's about as far as I can say without giving too much away.
0: You're a better yep. man than me. I had that <laughs> Not to Let the cow out of the bag. Don't say anything. Anyone listening, do not hit me up on Twitter. Slide in my DMs. I am under strict orders from Mr. Gowland, which I will be <laughs> adhering to. But yes, week one, six o'clock kickoff against the Bears. It'd be great to see everybody new and old. And yeah, got some exciting things.
1: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, actually, I thought you were going to say something. Now. No, I was just going to say just... Go to San Francisco. It's an amazing city. Even yes. if there's no game, even yeah. if there's no game on it, it, it's definitely in my top. You know, two cities in the world. So yeah. uh, I've, I've been to quite a few, you know, the big ones, and it, it's a great city to go. So if you can get your yourself out there, do it.
2: Clam chowder. Didn't mention oh, about clam chowder. Um, that's, that's for the next episode. I'm going
0: say, going hold, we're going to, we're going to yeah, need a whole separate episode. But the only the only announcement I had, Lee, was you have obviously. I want to say thank you for sorting the flags out. Personally, I've been after one for ages. When you and when you turned up with one after Vegas, I was blown away. Sort of see the amount of them go out there, and um, we would like to see more photos around the UK, please. It, it's a bit of a, a, a shameless plug. Um, Gary Thorpe is leading at the moment with his 17 photos of around London, and um, one at Silverstone as well. But, yeah, we would like photos around the UK. It would be good to put a collage together. And I think all that's left for me to say at this point is thanks once again to everyone who listens to the show. Please yeah. do subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts from. We always appreciate any feedback. Also, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching for 49 Affairful UK. And if you're not following us on Twitter, please do follow us. Put a lot of work into that. And it'd love to see us hit 5,000. Until next time, guys, stay safe. And go nine us.
2: Go nine
0: us. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep far. Garrison Hurst, Stiff going 99. Go Don't get it twisted. One it all with five time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice, down the sideline. N D B, greatest owner of all time. Groove, Walgre, Bill Bellich, we're all students of Bill Watch. Don't ever forget.